books over looks and i'm Bertita Bunny. hey guys thanks for tuning in to the fourth episode of books over looks i'm your host Ratita, and we talk about books here i hope you guys are doing absolutely wonderful despite all the chaos please tell me you're doing great thank you Anyway, um, in today's episode, I wanted to discuss um, Shadow and Bone by Leo Bardugo. This is a YA fantasy that was first released in 2012, um, so I'm pretty late to this, but the reason why I wanted to review and, well, the reason why I read this and rev- wanted to review this specifically is because Netflix is going to release their adaptation towards the end of April, so I decided why not. Um, this entire episode is going to be spoiler-free, actually, um, so I will not be revealing any major plot points or anything like that. Um, it's going to be divided into two main sections or segments, uh, the first one being the synopsis, plus, like, a brief explanation about the world, and later on, I'll be giving my two cents, I'll be giving my general thoughts on the book without spoiling anything. So with that being said, I think it's time to jump straight into the synopsis. This series is set in a unique universe called the Grishaverse, and in the Grishaverse there are ordinary humans like you and me, and then there are Grisha. Grisha are magic users. They possess different kinds of abilities, but it's actually not called magic here, it's called small science. So they practice small science and serve their kingdom respectively according to their abilities. So this book in particular follows our main character Alina Sarkov, an orphan in her teenage years who works in the army as a cartographer. In simple terms, she is a map maker. So one day on her duty, she has to go to this very very dangerous place called the Shadowfold. Um, And this was the time when she was able to unlock or showcase her ability that was unknown and hidden for so long in order to save her friend's life, Mile. So the story um, follows her and her training to save her kingdom using her power that was hidden. So I think this is the best synopsis that I can offer without giving away too much. I think it's always a good idea to try and experience the world for yourself firsthand and immerse yourself as much as you can. So for those who plan on reading the book, I think that this is probably the best time to leave. But with that being said, I'm still going to continue with my explanation of the plot. For those who still have questions or are very much baffled by the synopsis that I just offered, fair enough. Um, That's what happened to me too um, when I first read the synopsis. I'm going to try to further explain so that you guys can get a better grip of the story. So Shadow and Bone is set in this country or kingdom called Ravka, and from what I've heard, Ravka is inspired by Russia. It is underdeveloped slightly compared to its neighboring countries, and one of the reasons why this is the case is because of the presence of something called the Shadow Fold. The Shadow Fold is extremely dangerous, like I mentioned, and it has literally um, split Ravka in two. Um, because of the creatures called Volkra, who attack and eat humans, no one is able to go through the fold. The fold is a creation of some sort. It was created years and years ago um, by a Grisha on accident. So generations later, people as well as Grisha are trying to find ways um, to destroy this fold completely. 
One in particular called the Darkling, who is the leader amongst Grisha. He's the most highest, he's like the highest rank, I would say. Um, he is, you know, finding ways or finding powers in order to destroy this. And so when he saw that Alina was capable and she helped, had the power that she had, he was very, very interested and he was very hopeful that they together can destroy the fold. Okay, so that's the best explanation I can provide. Next, on to my thoughts. Alright guys, now we can move on to the last part of this episode, which is going to be my non-spoilery opinions on this. So before we start, I just want to make, I guess you can call a statement. Um, things I will be discussing are merely my opinions, and I'm not trying to present anything I say as objective facts um, here, so please bear that in mind. I just, feel, I just feel the need to say that real quick because this is not a super positive review like I've always done. So yeah, there are things I like, there are things I didn't like, but it all comes down to personal preference, I think. Okay, with that being said, we can start. I would overall give this like a 3.5 stars maybe. Um, um, I really like the concept. For the most part, I do think this is a pretty enjoyable read. I like the concept, like I said. I like the magic system. The writing was really good to me. Um, the world building, even as little as I saw, I still liked it. I think that this book some really had some had set a really solid whimsical yet dark tone to it and i like that it's definitely a good read in terms of like getting my brain somewhere but it's not a super memorable one for me and frankly i actually don't remember what what i just read the next day i just i had to wrote um write this review so i had to recount everything otherwise very forgettable a story in my opinion Judging this as a first book, I think it's done a pretty good job at introducing us to the world, establishing goals, and addressing the conflict. However, the characters just quite, you know, didn't quite do it for me. So I'll be dividing this like a, um, into three parts like I always do, which is um, writing, character, plot. I guess we can start with the writing. Um, I really like the writing. Um, I think this is very good. I like how she describes and she de uh, details things. She painted some really magical visuals in my head um, and Weaver East into the world really nicely. Oh my god, I love that. Um, because I feel like with fantasy, a lot of times we can feel like a ton of info is being thrown at us or like being shoved down our throats and I didn't quite understand what was going on, but this one didn't feel like that at all. Um, again, it was just a nice ease into the world. I enjoy that. I appreciate that. Um, Leo Bardugo really knows how to grip my attention and how to maintain my interest throughout the book, even though in scenes where I feel like nothing much is happening, it was still like it was still an interesting read regardless. But I think my minor complaint is that I, since I didn't like Alina as a character, um, and we see the entire world from her, it was really hard for me at times. So that's kind of my minor complaint. Which brings me to the next point about characters. So frankly, like I said, I'm not really a fan of the protagonist or the characters, the cast of characters in general. So I feel like that is probably the most defining quality that made me like, uh, yeah, 
that made me really hesitant to continue the series but I'll talk about that later. Anyway, like I said, not a fan of Alina. Um, the way she responds and she reacts to things just makes it really hard, hard for me to like her. Um, I wasn't able to connect with her, even though the um, feelings or the things that she was, well, not the things, but like the feelings that she was, she was just having or was dealing with were pretty understandable and very rela relatable, such as, you know, feeling out of place or loneliness. But somehow I just couldn't connect her at all. Um, another thing that I wasn't a fan of Alina was the fact that she, her character was just kind of based on other characters. Like her actions are always based on other people. Like she doesn't really decide anything, doesn't allow a dream on her own. The only time where she decides to do things, decides to take action, is when the circumstances kind of push her to do so. She, so she doesn't really have choice at that point. Um, but with all of that being said, I do think that this is a kind of character that you, um, you, like you maybe grow to love in the sequels. Um, Cause I've only seen one third of her and I can't judge much, right? I guess that's, that's my two cents on Alina, the protagonist. I wasn't a fan of the other characters as well. I mean, I'm not really a fan of Mile, I feel like. I can't say much because of spoilers. Um, I like Jenya though, but again, her character doesn't overall contribute much to like the storyline as I've seen. So even though I like her as a person, her like her character doesn't really contribute much to the plot. Um, I think the most interesting character has to be the Darkling, that's for sure. Um, he's still a mystery in my eyes, but he's very fascinating and very complex. He's the only one with like a set goal and ambition of some sort. So that was really nice to see. Like the prominent theme of this book, in my opinion, is power. And so, you know, the Darkling's power, Alina just discovered her power. And I think that the Darkling, um was like able to uh utilize his power way better than alina because well it's understandable right because alina just just learned it but again i really like the darkling as a character i if i were to choose one i'd probably say the darkling he's the most interesting but um the other characters however felt really flat to me felt really dull i don't i can't remember any of their names um legit i i can't um uh, I feel like they just exist and they are just extremely forgettable and they don't really serve much um, or contribute much, like I said, to the overall storyline. And they're just, they're just there, which, I don't know, it feels really flat. The romance in this felt completely insane to me. Like, it happened out of nowhere and I feel like it didn't need to happen at all, in my opinion. Okay, I think that's my thoughts on the characters which i know was a lot to take because i think i spent half of this explaining why i didn't like alina anyway moving on to plot um i think the plot is amazing i think um it does have some various tropes that i personally do not like like the chosen one trope but i do think this is a well like extremely well planned i believe it's clearly she thought this through um entirely and it's super good i think but what I am not a fan of is the progression of the plot. I think it felt really weak. Um, 
most of what had happened um, took place within the first 20%-ish and the last 30%. So we have like this huge chunk in the middle, right, where nothing is really happening. So I was like, this is, I was getting bored and I was like, oh, I actually felt like I was going to DNF at some point, but I didn't. Um, and I'm glad I didn't. But yeah, it's just like it gets really boring. Um, nothing is happening, like I said, but I do understand that's kind of like part of the buildup. But it just had she used this time to like grow Alina or develop some meaningful relationships. Um, I would have enjoyed that, but that wasn't happening either. So, so that was quite sad. Um, it took a pretty interesting route, I think, the book. Um, the tension and the emotion was definitely there, but again, I don't know. It just feels a little bit like it feels underwhelming and then all of a sudden, boom. So it's just weird. I don't know, to me at least. But again, I really like the plot. It's just the progression of the plot that felt weak. As far as the ending goes, I think it felt a bit rushed and a bit like like abrupt but it's supposed to be this way i think because that's how usually that's usually how most first books end so it's good in terms of that but again to me it just feels a little bit rushed all right so i think that's all i have to say really um that's my opinions i feel like that was a lot for especially for a non-spoilery part but yeah i feel like i i just wanted to express my opinions so yeah i think that's it, really. I think we've come to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys will have a great day ahead of you, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye!